Welcome to Primal Learning. Are you a parent who struggles to motivate your child? Are you a teacher who would like some tips on how to manage student behaviour? Are you a school leader trying to determine the best way to support your staff? If you've answered yes to any of these questions, then you've come to the right place. Hi, I'm Damien Barry, and this is a podcast that explores four broad areas which I believe are important, or at least of interest to many people, and these are learning, schools, education, and teaching. In this podcast, my goal is to debunk myths, provide helpful advice, explore the difficult topics, critique the burning issues and debate the latest trends. I will look at what works, what doesn't, what annoys and what confounds for parents, students, teachers and those who'd simply like to understand a bit more about the world of learning and schooling in general. So let's get into it. As an old phys ed teacher, I've always enjoyed playing and teaching sport and health. Most PE teachers are also responsible for organising or at least attending things like school camps. I was no different. School camps are a special sort of educational experience. You get to know an awful lot about a kid over a five hour hike. Kids get a greater appreciation for their peers when they have to help each other get through a low ropes course. Everyone is on a level playing field when doing things like high ropes courses. The best part of my day though when doing these camps was after dinner. That's when you'd sit under the stars, everyone circled around a campfire, staring at the flames, and people would start to share stories. They'd share a bit about themselves, their family, their fears, their hopes, their dreams. The sort of stuff that you just can't replicate in a normal classroom. Being outside nature brought something out of all of us. For some kids who were a bit troubled at school, they tended to thrive at school camps. They were the first to collect the firewood. They helped their mates with the heavy packs. They were the great conversationalists. They were the cheerleaders of the group. Early in my career, I came across this thing called nature deficit disorder, which basically means that with our increasingly urbanized and technology-rich lives, we are losing our connection with nature. And it's causing all sorts of physical, social, and mental health problems. It also means that kids are losing their ability to have unstructured play in the outdoors, in nature. It's such a real problem with some people that some doctors are actually prescribing time in nature as a sort of medication. When I was a kid, oh here we go, I sound like my old man already. Anyway, I lived on the outskirts of Cairns in far north Queensland. This is where I grew up throughout the late 70s and throughout the 80s. It was new suburbia at that time, still lots of semi-rural areas, cane farms, creeks and underdeveloped bushland. My mates and I knew all the swimming holes, we knew all the shortcuts through the cane fields, we built bike tracks, jumps, forts, rarely did we stay home on weekends or on school holidays or even after school in the afternoon. I mean, why would you? There There were no computer games, there was no big screen TV. We only had two TV channels at the time. One was the ABC and some other commercial station. I knew every road around my little town and almost everyone who lived there as well. Yep, sure, I played plenty of organised sport. No shortage of cricket on the weekends, for instance. Uh, But there was also a great deal of just unstructured play, exploring the, the, the bushland around where I lived, climbing trees, swimming in creeks, building stuff, breaking stuff, you name it. All with my mates. Now I know that the world has changed and it's not always healthy uh, to look back on the past with rose-coloured glasses. 
but I do look at the childhood that my own kids are now experiencing. Yes, they ride their bikes, they go swimming in the local creeks and dams, they play plenty of footy at the park, but I've noticed that they, they do explore less, they do play less, they watch more TV, simply because it's more of, there's more of it and it's more accessible for them. They play more computer games. They don't know their neighbours as well. They do play a lot more structured sport, admittedly, and they are certainly a lot more of their broader world, their, their global world, than I ever was. And this has all been in the space of, of just one generation. Now, I don't have all the stats about how much play the kids of 2020 have compared to the kids of 1985. But anecdotally, and through my own observations, I know that it's been reducing. What I've also noticed that as unstructured play has decreased, we've also seen an increase in childhood obesity, anxiety, ADHD and depression. Now I know you can't draw a direct correlation between a reduction in unstructured play and an increase in these sort of ailments, but I think it's a contributing factor. Have we seen in the past few decades the breaking of the bonds between children and the natural world? A large body of research links our mental, physical and spiritual health directly to our association with nature in positive ways. Several of these studies suggest that thoughtful exposure of youngsters to nature can be a powerful form of therapy for ADD and other disorders. As one scientist put it, we can now assume that just as children need good nutrition and adequate sleep, they may very well need contact with nature. Have we also seen a denaturing of childhood? Now this may be a generalisation, yep, another one of my generalisations, but we tend to have less leisure time as a family, more time in front of TVs, computers. And I know that as a society, not just children, but as a society, we do have increasing levels of obesity and sedentary lifestyles. I read a study that was conducted in Britain around 2002-2003, where the average eight-year-old was more likely to identify characters from the Japanese game Pokemon than their native animals and trees around where they lived. And that, that tells a story in itself, doesn't it, folks? There is substantial research that exposure to nature can not only reduce ADHD, but it can also improve children's cognitive abilities as well as their resistance to negative stresses and depression. Studies across Australia and, other, and multiple other countries as well show that children between the ages of 6 and 12 spend up to 30 hours a week looking at a TV or a computer monitor. Now this is outside school hours. So it's not surprising that, amongst, that the amount of TV that children watch correlates with an increase in you know, things like obesity. And yet we've seen a large percentage of kids participate, or we continue to see a large percentage of kids participate in organised sport, possibly the largest percentage that we've ever seen in recent years. There's no shortage of school or club-based sport, which is wonderful, which is great. But what are kids missing that club soccer or cricket cannot provide? So, you know, we, we have a, a large increase in organised sport that kids are participating in, and yet we still see an increase in levels of obesity, anxiety and the like. I think it's because 
The unstructured hour-to-hour physical activity that outdoor nature play provides, it's the sort of play where you just get lost in the activity. And before you know it, the sun is setting and mum is calling out to come and get your dinner. I don't even know if this happens anymore. But I think we've lost that. And I think it's one of the reasons why we're seeing an increase in some of these unhealthy disorders. Nature is often overlooked as a healing balm for the emotional hardships in a child's life. For instance, you'll never see a slick commercial from a pharmaceutical company about the benefits of a walk in the park or the bushland around Australia. A 2003 study in the USA found that the the rate that children were prescribed antidepressants had almost doubled in the five years prior, with the the steepest increase, the biggest increase, amongst preschool-aged children. Can you believe that? Preschool-aged children being prescribed with antidepressants. Nature is potentially so powerful that even a room with a view can help, and nature in and around the home can also be of great benefit. Plenty of studies have reported that children with more nature near their home received lower ratings than their peers who had, who had less nature on measures of behavioural conduct disorders, anxiety and depression. One reason given for this is that green space fosters social interaction and promotes social support. For instance, a Swedish study found that children and parents who live in places that allow for outdoor access have twice as many friends who have restricted access. Now, I know that there's a place for ADHD medication, but more time in nature, either instead of or in partnership with medication, can go a long way towards increasing well-being and cognitive function. So when did unstructured play start to disappear? Why and how? I think there's a few reasons. I think it's the rise of the household computer and computers um, in general, you know, handheld devices, phones, etc. I think it's since the, the rise of the two-income household, parents have just simply less time to, to engage with or promote uh, unstructured play with their kids. I think it's the social pressure to fill our lives with structured activity, you know, the whole idea of keeping up with the Joneses sort of thing. I think we've also seen a rise of this thing called the cult of fear, perpetuated by the media and popular culture, that lurking behind every corner is a stranger who might abduct or seek to hurt. Forget the fact that most hurt uh, that occurs to children is caused by someone they already know. I think it's due to the busyness of life. I stumbled across a study recently that gave these sort of stats that, in general, Per day, we spend 170 minutes approximately watching TV or looking at a computer screen. We spend 100 or so minutes in a car, you know, commuting to or from work or school, and only 19 minutes a day doing some sort of leisure activity. We, we've got to improve that balance, don't we? So what are a few things that we can do? We all have the tools, and it's easy for someone like me to offer simplistic solutions through a microphone. I find it difficult myself, just with my own kids, to have unstructured play and promote leisure time with them in amongst our busy lives. So if it was easy, there wouldn't be a thing called a nature deficit disorder. I suggest that we all have a responsibility, we all have a role to play. Teachers, schools, local councils, environmentalists. Parents already feel besieged by the difficult nature of balancing work and family life. So instead of adding to this list of another thing that we just have to do, 
Why don't we just, I guess, reframe the way that we view nature and play as things such as medication for the soul, a stress reduction, a forum to gain greater physical health, a deeper sense of the spirit, a way to promote creativity. And I think we can also embrace boredom. In fact, search it out. Boredom forces creativity. Bored kids eventually turn to a book or build a fort or do art or pull apart an engine or a computer or play things like street quick cricket. So embrace boredom. I think finally, parents, you don't need to plan a full day hike uh, to the back of beyond. Sometimes merely exploring local bushland for an hour or two will suffice. Even a 20-minute walk with the dog will do. Just get out there. So look, thanks folks. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Primal Learning Podcast. Your feedback is always welcome. Take care and see you next time. Bye-bye. I hope you've enjoyed this week's topic. Before we go, don't forget to click on the subscribe button for this podcast wherever you listen and give it a rating. You can find me on social media such as Facebook, LinkedIn and Instagram or contact me via email at dbarry1913 at gmail.com. You can even leave a suggestion for a future topic if you wish. Either way, I'd love to hear from you. I'll have another episode in two weeks. I'm Damien Barry. Thanks for listening to Primal Learning.